This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to this fucking episode again of Genius Brain Podcast. The fucking card ran out earlier, so we have to redo these conversations and pretend like we fucking care. We 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 probably spoke for about thirty minutes already. Yeah, it was At- fun. It was it was only ten minutes. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that long. It was only ten minutes. <laughs> well, we've been hanging out for over thirty minutes, so we've been talking nonstop. Yeah. Well, we have a very special guest today. We have our little friend Jason Chen. Thanks for having me, man. That's right. The the you are actually not. The shortest YouTuber out there. Who is the shortest? There's the funny thing is there's three YouTubers that are that are short that are very famous. It was David Choi. Oh yeah, David Choi. It was Tim. Yeah, and then you. I've always wanted to see what it would look like if all three of you got into a fist fight. <laughs> I want to see who was going to come out on top. I put my money. I think physically you're the strongest one. I think David is actually the craziest person, but Tim is Thai and he has big ass fucking hands. <laughs> Tim's hands are like legit, almost the size of my hands. I probably just run, dude. No, you have to fight. This is a death match, fool. There's no oh. choice. It's battle royale. There can only be one short YouTuber. Oh, okay, okay. Depends you know on the motivation, man. Because the funny thing is with Tim, like even though Tim is a shorter guy, he's always seemed a lot taller to me. He has a big ass personality. Wait, out of the three of you, who's the shortest? I don't know. Is it Tim? I feel like we're all. About I think you guys are all same. the same height. Yeah. What, what is your height for the people that don't know? I'm a hair under 5'4". Five 5'4". Four. Five four. So if I wake up in the morning, I'm over 5'4". You are 5'4", then. That's just your spine compressing throughout Is the it? day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens, though. Like, I'm 6'2 I'm like six two when I wake up, and I go down to 6'1". But I, my wingspan is shorter than my height, so I'm like a T-Rex. Oh, really? Well, yeah. that's, that's just the Asian body. Is it? Yeah, baby Tyson, dude, is what you are. Baby Tyson. Isn't it? Because my torso is, like, very long compared to my limbs. When I sit down, oh. I'm taller than like. That's I think that's like uh, that's cr- how I tell black people I'm like I'm taller than you when I sit down because uh. Josh is like six something I guess. Dude, Josh can touch his knees standing up, yeah. dude. He has like a freaking I think Josh six, was supposed to be wingspan, or something. seven feet tall. Yeah, but then the rest of his body didn't grow and his well, arms. Well, stayed he had long. scoliosis, so it doesn't count because he had to fix his spine and and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I'm like I'm taller than you. Yeah, Josh has like deceptively long arms. No, he's yeah, it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's fucking ridiculous how long his arms yeah. are. But that that goes to show that like you don't have to be tall to also get a girlfriend and all that stuff because Tim's married. You have a long term relationship. I don't know about David, but he's seems like he's a ladies man. Uh, <laughs> I wish, dude. No, the the little David. Oh, David Choi. Not me. I was like, okay, never mind. Short guy. Short. No, Actually, you're already. You're already. Everyone knows you're with someone. Nah, man. I think David that's all, has that's game. That's all. That's, that's all. Game. That's all fake, dude. See him talking to girls. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. And you got with a girl when you were the fattest too. It was the challenge. So that's was real the best. game. <laughs> that was the best. I've. You know. I've never actually seen David Choi around a girl. 
I don't know what it's like. Um, well, I seen him. I seen him drunk in front of women. But I, I don't feel know like if that I, counts. I, I've seen him around girls like in Asia, like on those trips. Oh, yeah. he's brave. He's he's very brave. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't care. Definitely braver than me for sure. Yeah, he just walks up to him. Is it easier to talk to women when you're in Asia though? Because I feel like a lot of those girls already know who you are. Not it's, anymore. He is not. This is before he met his girlfriend. It's it's easier in the sense that there's less um, pressure. Because first of all, you don't live there, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how I what, feel what, about what's when I happen travel. Period. If they say no, like you know, you just go back to you're gonna go back home anyways. Yeah, jet lag gives me courage. Jet lag gives me courage. Alcohol gave me a lot of courage, though. Yeah, alcohol gives me courage as well. Yeah, because you just say whatever you want. You're like completely inhibited, and you just uninhibited, and you just go like just go out and you say whatever, see what happens. And also back then, you could kind of blame it on it. You can be like, oh, I was just. Yeah, I mean, today it's not an excuse anymore, but 10 years ago, people would be like, yeah, he just had a little too much to drink. Yeah, he was a little dry. I know he grabbed your ass and he fucking went under your <laughs> skirt and pretended that he was a lampshade. <laughs> but, <it's, laughs> but it was only because he drank a little bit. <laughs> we had we had a show back in the day. Have you guys had shows together before? Yeah. C- couple, yeah. Yeah, a couple. But did, I, oh, did you guys? Were you on part of that that fucking disastrous Australia show? I, was I didn't not, do that one. But I went the year after. Was that a disaster too? No, really. Yeah. Same, same, same venue and I event. Believe, I believe it was the same promoter. What was it? What was the event called? Uh, I don't remember. It was so long ago. What the fuck? But yeah. but I heard about that one. Um, you guys didn't get paid out and all that stuff. I I actually got paid. Oh, but a lot yeah. of other people. The didn't. year before, yeah. it was like way more people, and I don't think they got paid. I did one. Totally unrelated to you guys, but it was supposed to be like the VidCon of Australia. It was it was done by this guy that does events, and he was such a half-assed businessman, and he was panicking the whole entire time. I actually got into a fight with him, oh, like damn. a yelling match, not a fist fight. Um, but I made that fucker back down because I felt like, you know, like sometimes y- you ever get this when like there's guys that think they can have one on you, and then they can kind of like act like aggressive yeah oh, all the all the time and i just yeah. let it happen because i'm such a little bitch well that's yeah. that's i think that's Jeez. the thing like he was like a taller older white guy oh. and um i think there was he basically there was a miscommunication because like there was supposed to be some media coverage and then there was a news reporter and then all the youtubers went down there and then um he wanted all of us to kind of be there to talk to the news and nothing was it was so disorganized so fucked up right no one knew where was where, there was it was literally like a tanacon. It was like some fucked up shit. It was ran all by volunteers that had no chain of command, didn't know what the fuck was going Jesus, on. Dude. They had a whole convention center. Barely anybody was there. He was panicking because he thought that the YouTubers alone could bring everybody. Um, he's all like, I spent millions on this, which is fucking complete bullshit. Yeah. Because if you did spend millions on a convention, you're an idiot. And it was a very small one. So just from what I watched, I was like, this guy's lying off of his ass. He's panicking. He's yelling at everyone saying like, I'm losing millions here and all this stuff. And um, anyways, so like the, the he wanted like news coverage, hoping that like somehow, you know, this will be reported on news. And all of a sudden, like droves of people will come in and I'm like, this is stupid. It's not a part of the contract. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, man, we've been here for 30 minutes um what's going on like are we gonna get interviewed or do they need us because i'm gonna go back to the green room and then i didn't get a response and i saw him like zigzagging around the floor so i was like fuck this and i started walking up and people started following me 
So when I was up there, up um, to the stage or up to the green no, room? I went back to the oh, okay. green room. So I went, I went to go to the lounge area. So I was in the lounge area, like, and then that's where all the YouTubers were. There was like Smosh. There was um, remember Alpha Cat. There was like uh, our group. There was like YouTube, like like uh, Australian YouTubers, like Choni and all them, and they're all just hanging out, like just waiting, right? Because we we're supposed to have meet and greets and shows and all this, and it was just so fucked up. But anyways, he came up, and then while I'm on my uh, fucking laptop and and working on my shit. He just starts like yelling at me, and then he's all like, "Man, you know how much you know how much I'm spending millions here, and all of this." Uh, and then I I turn around, I said, "Who the fuck are you, motherfucker?" Because I didn't know, um, <laughs> he was the person that put it all together. <clears throat> right. And I and then he, he just stopped, and I was like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck do you think you're doing, yelling at me like this shit?" He goes, "I put all this together." I was like, "You're a fucking idiot." I was like, <laughs> you brought all these fucking volunteers together? You're not paying anybody? I don't give a fuck if you're losing millions. I was like, don't fucking come up to me doing that shit. You know, I started yelling back at him. I don't think he was like expecting no, that somebody would yell back at him. And I started berating his ass and I put my fucking finger in his face and I was just like one inch away. I was spitting on him. Dude, <laughs> I felt great. Because like <laughs> when when people act aggressively like that, I feel like it just brings something out of my soul. Like, I want to choke this person and make them die. Like, I was like, I was just in shock that he was yelling at me. So the only thing I knew was to be a gorilla back, right? Like, and then I just started yelling at this motherfucker. And then everyone was just like, holy shit. And he's like, he's like, um, he's like, yeah, I, I, pu- I put all this together and all I wanted was five minutes from you. And I was like, well, learn how to fucking respect people next time. And I just walked away. And then later... We we were going through the same door. He grabbed the door. He opened it for me to come through. And he was like, please come through. And I was like, that's right, bitch. You fucking respectful. But you know what? I'm so stupid because after that, uh, we had a contract where they paid half up front and half later. They never ended up paying the other half. But everyone else got paid eventually because I think he just, you know. But was it worth it, though? Was it really worth me not getting paid the rest of my money? Probably not. I don't think I'd do that again. I think it was uh, done gracefully and rightfully so. I think you would have been way better than me. I think if somebody just started yelling at me and I didn't know that that was a promoter, I probably just would have socked. He was the guy that ran. Like he was the one that funded it, did all that stuff. I didn't know that. I thought he was just some uh, one of the minions and volunteers. I didn't know that. But it doesn't matter. Like it's even worse that if you're the owner of this. And this is how you're talking to people that you hired. That's worse, yeah. It's even worse. And then I'm like, man, just because you're being incompetent and stupid, you're trying to take it out on someone. What if I wasn't aggressive? Like, what if I was like, like Jason? <laughs> Dude, I have, a, I have a really short story for you guys. So in 2013, I went to Malaysia and Singapore to do like a couple shows with Clara. And we had a full band. And then the guy... Um, we had previously worked with him and everything was cool. So we did like four shows in like two weeks and he just never paid us. Oh no. Damn. And then I just accepted it. 
You just left it at that. Yeah. There was. I wish I could be like. I. I like. No. I mean, was well, in we, his face. I we was just chased like, oh, them. We right. chased them. But uh, we called. But I mean, like, well, there's nothing we could have done. You know, like, well, sure, we could have hired a lawyer. But I was just like, let's just give it up, man. This podcast is brought to you by Public Rec, my friends. Think about the most comfortable pair of sweatpants you've ever worn in your life. They're probably raggedy as hell, and I'm guessing. And I'm betting that you wish that your regular pants were as comfortable as those sweatpants. And I'm always wondering, yo, why can't they just make both happen? Well, guess what? Public Rec has got your back with the all-day, everyday pant, son. It's pants that look dope but have the comfort. The comfort, my friends, and in my opinion, the comfort of sweatpants. And that's what I'm looking for because I'm not trying to be uncomfortable at all, but I don't want to look trashy as well. And the all-day, everyday pant has that for you. Let me tell you something really cool about these pants. They're the first sweats that have waist and inseam sizing. So whether you're short, tall, or somewhere in between, they fit perfectly. The design details like the elastic waistband with internal drawstring, the two deep front zipper pockets, and the faux front fly for a more formal look. They got you, son. They got that comfort, that casualness, and also the flyness as well. And that's why I rock the sweat pants, baby. So check it out. Right now, you can get an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Go to publicrec.com slash brain today and get 10% off your first pair of their all-day, everyday pants automatically applied at checkout. And always with free U.S. shipping and free returns. Don't sleep on this rare opportunity to get a discount. That's publicrec, R-E-C, spelled rec.com slash brain for 10% off. That's rec, once again, spelled R-E-C dot com slash brain for 10% off your order. Um, But yeah, so like in your situation, right? Like what if he did that to you? I don't know. Maybe it's an insecurity of mine or something, but I feel like when anybody that's not Asian tries to bully me, I have to go a thousand times harder. What if they're Asian? If they were Asian, yeah. it's different. You know, and, mm. and maybe it's it's weird because I feel like I have to go a thousand times harder and be even more aggressive than them because I want them to know not to fuck with us. So I feel like I have all of Asia fucking 1.9 <laughs> billion people on my shoulders saying don't. Don't fucking back down to this ass clown, you know? You, you know, people, people, people do definitely... Do you remember when we were in, uh, in fucking uh, Paris and uh, they do it also by size? Like, for example, when we were in Paris, there's a bunch of people outside of the Eiffel Tower. They want they want to sell you shit, right? Whether it's those, like, glow shit or whatever. And they're coming up to, like, Casey and everybody else. Like, yo, buy this shit in the, super aggressively. But then, you know, I'm like 6162. They, they come up to me and I'm just like, nah. And they just walk away. Right? Yeah. But there's also a size thing to it because if you're a smaller guy people always try, they think that they could just punk you maybe that's what it is so like i'm not that big um i'm actually i think on a smaller side just compared to like westerners right i'm five seven so like yeah um i feel like i've i went throughout life having to like i have short man complex even though within asians i'm just average size mm-hmm. but like I felt like I had to stick up to my stick up for myself and be extra aggressive to compensate for the bullying. 
So then like because it's it's rewarded me positively. Mm, so if yeah. I'm extra aggressive to the point where like, oh fuck, this guy I could lose a finger from this guy or whatever, <laughs> you know, then then they then they just maybe they talk and then I'm like, okay, cool, I don't have to deal with anything. It's so it's so funny because I feel like there's like cultural difference too, because I know a guy that um he had a well, he's pretty well off right now. He sold uh well, number one, his parents are already well off, but then he made his own company in, in clothing, sold it off, made millions of shit. But prior to that, he had another company where he was doing I forgot what the business was exactly that he was doing. But long story short, his business partner stole millions from him. Oh no. This motherfucker, I kid you not. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't know him at this time, but everybody told me the same story about him. He's like a super nice guy. He has like a, a a nice little small family and everything now. But they said that he disappeared for fucking two years to look for this guy in China. Oh my god! Disappeared for two what years. What was he gonna do? Just slap oh, him? He was gonna man. kill him. I think he was trying to kill him. Oh my god! What? I mean, he has all that money. Why doesn't he hire a fucking assassin? Like, <laughs> well, he didn't because at the time that guy stole everything from him. Oh, so he didn't have anything. He reinvented himself and he made millions again. Oh, that's so crazy. Two years wow. stole everything from him and he hunted him down in china and he found and he found this fool turns out that dude blew all the money of course yeah and the guy was a fucking bum so he couldn't even get his revenge on him so he was just like wow. fuck he wanted to beat the living and then whatever money he had left he used that money to go find and hunt this dude down maybe that was why he reinvented himself because he was like i wasted two years this time yeah i could have been working on another business yeah and he, well he you know he sure as hell did well after that he could have been food vlogging for those two years. That's a lot of food in China. He should have, <laughs> he should have just vlogged his process of trying to find this. Well, guy. during this time, I don't think. Well, he's a lot older than us, but this yeah. I don't, YouTube wasn't around then. This was like in his like I think late twenties, early thirties. So he's yeah. like in his forties now. So when this all happened, I was uh, this was fucking seven years ago or some shit like that. Maybe yeah, six or seven years ago. So I don't know if I do it again. I don't know. Oddly, I don't really get bullied. You don't get bullied? That's because you don't go outside, dude. No, I mean, no one really bullies me, like, seriously. Like, people will, like, lightheartedly, kind of. But no one has ever come to my face and been, like, screamed at me or anything like that. He also grew up in Arcadia, too, right? In that whole area. But, I mean, like, he's talking about, like, a show. Like, I've never been in that situation. No one's ever spoken to you condescendingly. Because maybe I'm just a sensitive bitch, and it's probably (laughs) not that bad. But then I might take it that bad but i just don't like people raising their voice I've, speaking I've to me i've seen people con- yeah. talk condescendingly to my girlfriend and that kind of triggers me but mm. oddly no one really does that to me i mean very i mean i, don't, I can't really remember like david kind of makes fun of me like you guys but it's yeah. like it's not like a no no because we're friends of yeah, course. yeah that's like an aggressive kind of like i feel threatened kind of way yeah well, you know why maybe because you don't do things so, for example, like if you're in that group, right, you would have just waited until you got orders instead of just saying, well, fuck you. And you walked away. Yeah, yeah probably. See? So yeah. you don't probably, do yeah. things that maybe upset other yeah, people. Probably, yeah. Also, too, is because we are comics. So yeah. people feel like they could joke around with us sure. when they don't have that rapport with us. Right. And that's where a lot of the times that that kind of shit goes awry. Mm-hmm. Also, too, is because we put ourselves out there in that type of sense. So people feel like they have to match that energy when they really don't have to. Right. right. Where there's a online personality there's this camera personality and yeah i'm very similar to my camera personality but it's like those are performance parts 
right? And sometimes people kind of, they blur those lines a lot and it causes a lot of problems and frictions. Like for example, like while I was at a show and we were taking this photo, right? And, you know, I'm like a joking ass, do I joke around a lot? And you know, I give people hugs or whatever. This dude, as we were taking this photo, he comes up and as we're taking the photo, he fucking grabs my ass. Okay. Immediately, I slapped him upside the head. Did you fucking <laughs> boom slap his full, face? I, I slapped him upside the head full oh, like from the back. Fucking force. He's like, oh, he went, oh. And I was like, don't fucking touch me, dude. I was like, what, don't be doing that what shit. Did, what did he do? Like, he apologized, but I was pissed. I was like, because yeah. he's trying to be funny, right? Yeah. And it's like, if Bart touched my ass, that's okay. I know Bart. That's my brother. You know what I mean? You don't touch me like that. I don't fucking know you, dude. Like, it's like that same concept of, like, would you touch a girl like that? You probably wouldn't. And if you did, you probably should get fucked up, too. But people blur those lines a lot, right? They kind It's because they're you. too comfortable. Yeah, a little too comfortable, you know? That makes sense, because if someone came up and grabbed my ass, that would just be really random. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, that, I also, it would just be like, they would just have something wrong with them. Like, yeah. that wouldn't even be understandable. With you, I kind of get it. Because they're trying to be funny. Yeah. They're you know? like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. do gay jokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really what it is. And, you know, I'm like and it, it wasn't like I thought about slap. It's just automatically I just went bop because it's what I would do in <laughs> yeah. a reflex. Yeah. A reflex. Yeah. The guy just fucking squeezed my ass. Thank you, but still, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what the fuck was that about? Did it feel good though. <laughs> Honestly, it felt like a Trump grope. Like oh. it was like a claw. Oh. You know what I mean? He I sh- feel like some people do that shit though to like get you to remember them. Mm. I don't even remember his face. I don't remember anything about him. I just like, you're the guy I slapped. If he, if he told me like, I'm the guy that grabbed your ass, then I probably remember him. But if I, I don't remember his face at all, whatsoever, at all. It's hard to remember people, man, because you meet so many people. Yeah. There's somebody that I, I, I saw recently. Now, this person, I know that I had rapport with her because I, prob- I did a college show um, enough times with her there that I met her a couple of times. I think she was one of the organizers that brought me out. Well, she lives in LA now and I saw her I see her a couple of times around this area, like that I live in. I no idea who the fuck she is, but she knows who I am. So every time I see her and I have to introduce, I don't remember her name. I don't know what college I saw her from, and I don't know why we have such good rapport. Well, it's hard because in one meet and greet, you'd meet someone. Uh, well, there's three to eight hundred people that show up sometimes. Yeah. So you try giving that kind of attention, and then remembering someone that you met for about one minute. Maybe two minutes max. It's difficult, dude. Yeah. Even even if you have interactions with uh, like an event organiza- organ- organizer that like brought you out or whatever, and you spend a day with them, right? Like we're meeting thousands of people every year. So yeah. and on top of that, they don't know how much drugs I've done. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the times, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't remember you, but like, I'm. It's not because I'm Mr. Famous. It's because. I have bad memory. <laughs> Dude, events aside, I think I went to a uh, Nick's boxing thing maybe like four times before I remembered like the other guy's name. Yeah, it's because it's yeah, not, it's, I it's, just don't remember. You have to really put it to memory because yeah. we're just kind of like in the moment. See them multiple times, like see them. Yeah. How I've learned to do it now is like if I really vibe with somebody at a show and I'm like, oh, we could be friends. When I take their contact in my phone, I give them a nickname. Like there's this uh, one girl whose name is, oh. yeah, so it'll be like Jessica Chinky Eyes. <laughs> I'm not even serious. I'm not even fucking around. She's it's, not even Asian. <laughs> it, it helps you remember. It helps me like, remember because oh. I was like, that's right. She had really, really tiny eyes, and she was from Alabama. Like I, I remember, so I'll put the college that they were from, yeah. like some kind of physical attribute that I remember about them, or something weird that they did, and then it helps me remember them a lot. Because I'll tell them like, yo, when you hit me up, and if you ever come to LA, y'all show, I'll, we'll go grab a meal because you were so hospitable towards me when I went there. So, I, but I have to do that. I have to be like James Bad Breath Kim. 
you know. <laughs> then, that's how I'll remember the rest. Do people take you up on that? Uh, not a lot. I think they're yeah. maybe they're a little apprehensive about right. it. But the, the hard part is when people come. When I go out to a show, I'm yours, right? Because that's what I'm there to do. Yeah. But when I'm here, I'm still working. Yeah. So it's it's hard to kind of match. It up. is hard because I feel bad when friends come visit L.A. and I can't give them the same type of like hospitality that um they give me when i'm in their city because um it's like it's like our buddy nancy from hawaii right like yeah. every time we're in hawaii she's like always hanging out with us driving us around like and then for us we, when she comes down like i could probably meet up for like a dinner or two but then i can't do the same thing where i'm like hanging out with her yeah and that's the same for a lot of people and i'm like man that kind of it kind of sucks because I feel like I'm not being a, a, a equal friend Yeah, where um, I can do the same amount of effort. And it's only because when we're in L.A., like we're just close to our work, so close that like our regular lives don't allow that. Yeah. Yeah. Because for you, when you do music, I mean, first of all, you were an accountant first before you became a yeah. musician, right? Yeah. Which is such a weird from numbers to love. Yeah. yeah, that's such a weird trajectory. Did you were you always singing since you were a little kid, or was that something no, that happened? No, I, I started singing in at the senior year, end of senior year in high school. Oh, really? How'd you figure that out? I was terrible. I was singing. I just wanted a creative way to ask this girl to prom, and then, and then I, you, I were was gonna, really you did bad. it through singing. Yeah. Why did you just fucking ask her? Because <laughs> that's like that's like learning how to hula hoop and shit. Honestly, I, I was really insecure. I was really insecure. No, Dude, the, in high school, like I used me? to tiptoe in all the pictures. Oh, man. In would, high would, heels? No, I would like, <laughs> I would wear like Air Force Ones, right? And then I would like. Tiptoe again. In, in the picture, I would like, you know, like you do the thing where you're like, you're not tiptoeing outwardly. Yeah, but you're like I would standing never know on the Jason. I've been soul. this tall for yeah. my whole life. I, I, I would do that. I was like, just hide at the age of 12. Yeah. I was just insecure, man. I was like, if I ask her, she's going to say no. I got to think of some creative way. I just want to hold that thought really quick because, okay. Because learning how to sing, mm. it takes time, dude. Like, yeah. it, it's like, it's almost like saying, like, I want to get my six pack first so she can't deny this. Yeah. But I mean, it's for her because you're doing something romantic. Well, the, thing, the thing is, I, I kind of figure if you do something that you're not good at, it's more of a statement than doing something you're good at. Like, if you're a good mm. singer and you go sing to someone, it means nothing because you're a good singer. You're just showing off at that point. Oh, I get what you're saying. So if I was going to do something now, maybe yeah. I'd, like, dance because I can't dance for crap. So you, it's, it shows, like, you're vulnerable. Yeah. It shows that, like, what you're willing to do challenge to get her. Yeah. It's, it was I was going the sweet route because I'm not a tall jock, so I couldn't do the, the well, whole You don't like, have to be a tall jock. You just fucking make her laugh. Okay. I, I, well, that's the, why I'm con- Yeah, at, that's right. At the right. time, that's I was right. 17 and okay. just insecure. I'm not so. talking shit to your 17-year-old. I'm just trying to like understand. He deserves, he deserves that. I mean, I would say well, that. Well, that's dope, though. Okay, so that got you into it. But it worked? And then all through, yeah, I mean, yeah. So you got her? I did. What did you do? Record a track? Or did you sing to her in person? I sang to her in my car while we were waiting to back out because I took her ice skating and like in Pasadena, actually, and it was backed up. The exit was backed up. Yeah. We couldn't we couldn't back out of the car at all. And I was like, "What was the song?" It was actually a song called "Holiday" by this uh, R and B singer back then called Raynard Silva. Wait, you guys were already dating? Raynard, I don't know. That no. Song. So how did you Super even get her in your song. car? I asked her to go ice skating. So she said, yeah, yeah. she's okay. already interested in you. Bro, you didn't have to do the singing thing. She okay. went ice skating with you. So this is super, this is super complicated. She had already said yes to someone else. She oh, so you stole her away? But, but I didn't know that she said yes to someone else. Oh. 
so the singing is what put it over to you. like, I got to go with this guy that yeah. is like a, a vibrato because he could probably do this shit on my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. A, oh, my so God. Cool. It was actually a pretty interesting story. Yeah. So she was already she already said yes to somebody else and she decided to go with you instead. OK, so this is this is the long this is the longer version. She I didn't know she had said yes to someone else. So I asked her. She said yes. Then a couple days later, she told me she only said yes because I put her in a situation where she couldn't say no, but she needed to go with this guy. So I was like, okay. But then we hung out every day during spring break. So she changed her mind again. And then she was like, how about I go with you, but you let me have one dance with him. Oh my God. And I was like, all right, whatever, you know. So then what happened was she disappeared for the whole uh, prom except for the last song. (laughs) So it's the fucking last song. And then like she goes to dance with him and I'm just like, oh, dude, this sucks. This is the fucking last song of prom. I'm sitting here by myself. Yeah. So it was just uh, looking back, it's pretty funny. But at the time, it was pretty sad. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. So basically, the music is what's changed her heart. And that's why you continue to pursue music so you can get pussy. Did yeah. you end up <laughs> getting with her? Uh, Yeah. She became your girlfriend? We, we dated for a while in college. Wow. Yeah. I always tell people the same shit, dude. And I've, I've said this since day one, and at least you're honest with it. Every time I talk to a fucking artist, right, who, do, who does dancing or music, they go, when I was a kid, and it's a guy, not girls. When I was a kid, I heard this fucking one f- little fucking C sharp, and I was like, this is for me. No, you, you wanted pussy. And that's why you <laughs> picked up the guitar. That's why you sang. That is, And there's no shame in that. They used to do that shit back in the olden days, where you had that guy sitting on a wall, the jester with the curl hat <laughs> you know <laughs> was playing his little fucking, milady yeah milady can i play something on my flute for you then she starts yeah. taking off her clothes that's just <laughs> an ancient ancient pussy getting remedy dude and i like that that you're honest because that's why yeah. i picked up the guitar really? same, re- same dope, reason dude damn same fucking reason and it worked i don't know why i never associated music with uh getting girls because i just grew up with it it was like a family thing. Like my parents were musicians. Oh, that's right. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. My mom was a musician too. Yeah, but yeah. I, that, I mean, violin doesn't get you girls. At least, I never. At least mine yeah, did. I mean, Maybe I other liked, violinists do. I liked R and B and all that stuff too. But I had such a wide range of music that I was just thinking it was like another way to express myself. And I that's probably why I didn't get into like deep into singing and things yeah. like that either. Because it seems like singing is very. It just there's a lot of romance to it. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, for you too. I, I feel like I mean that's such a late start start to me. I grew music. up in Arcadia. There's no like, it's aspiring singers there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to like be a doctor, get SAT tutoring and stuff like that. So. Did you did you did you uh, learn about music through your mom then? Violin. So classically, my my parents were like making me do music, mm. but I never really enjoyed classical music. Classical music's dope. It's I mean it's dope, but. As a kid, that's not, it's not fun. It's oh. I'd like to say violin is kind of like baseball. I see. Like, unless you're like number one in the world, like you're like a concert violinist, like you need like an orchestra to play with, right? Yeah. My friend's a really good violinist, but he was forced into it like North Korean style. 
So the time, the age when he turned 18, his mom was like, you could quit violin. He went into the backyard, got lighter fluid and fucking lit that shit in flames. And he says it was the most satisfying thing. That's ever. fucking crazy. And I was like, why did you do that? Dude, you're so fucking good, man. And that's just hell expensive. You oh, yeah, I would have I would have done that if my violin wasn't expensive. Because violins are expensive violins as fuck, expensive. man. Yeah, he, he was like, it was the most satisfying thing. He's like, I'm never going to touch any of that shit ever again. And I'm like, oh. I wish I would have continued piano because I can't remember to play that shit. For I sure. wish I learned piano instead of violin. Honestly, and it's it's kind of sad because my mom was a piano teacher. Oh, but we couldn't get along when she was trying to teach me. That's difficult, yeah. man. When you're you're learning from your own parent. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go somewhere else. So interesting because you started music so late. Did you did you self teach or did you get a lesson? I've never take. Actually, I took a lesson like randomly last year just because yeah. I was curious what people teach. But no, it's completely self taught. Um, learned by trial and error. I, I like sang incorrectly, got like vocal notes and just kind of Fuck. figured it out. You slowly. got vocal notes? Briefly, yeah. How long did it take you to like start singing comfortably in public and recording that shit? <clears throat> um, not that long. Like a, like a year or so? Probably. That's crazy that you had vocal notes though. That's, that's, that sucks. Um, how did you develop they that? They weren't serious. Like I, I didn't re- need surge. I just needed a rest. How, how, did, how could you tell that you got it? Uh, I'm going to go look at a specialist. Did you feel funny? Or what was the sign that, that, that um, you had him? My voice was just always really tired. It's kind of like if, if your knee is fine when you walk around, but you jog like one block and you're like, my knee hurts. Something's wrong. Mm. So you check it out. So every and time then, you sang, you're like, something's not right. Like normally I could sing for like two hours, but I'll sing like two minutes and I'll, I'll feel really tired. Ooh. Oh, that's that short. I was like, you yeah. can sing for two hours. Well, J- Jason does this really weird. I, I call him like a, the boy with the fucking, you have like a compressor in your fucking vocal, vocal throat. I don't understand because like you could control your notes. So if you see him record his track, yeah. his fucking waves are like this solid fucking wave. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's like this little solid fucking wave and it never changes. And every time he sings like a new note, he goes, I don't like the way that is. And you see his wave waveforms, it's the same. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? It's exactly the same. I do that. I do it so much that I kind of get used to it. But yeah. It's such an odd thing that you do, though, because like I, I know like everybody like, for example, somebody who has uh, uh, trouble controlling the power in their voice when they record in the booth is fucking Joseph Vincent. Oh, he, yeah. He is a he fucking screams into the mic. I think it was well, this was years ago, though. But he when I when I remember when I saw him recording, I was like, he didn't know how to record on a mic. He didn't understand how to pull it back. So it would just be so abrasive, mm. you know, so that it's, it's interesting you bring that up because performing and recording is completely different 100% like Joseph Vincent is a freaking panty dropper performer wise you know what I mean I mean I'm sure he's a lot better recording now because he he has a setup at his place and he records was it like um like like being able to perform with acoustics right like just acoustic guitar acoustic vocal whatever in a room that 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 you can hear like in a small space without a mic or whatever um not really it's like when you record something, you have so many takes, like you have infinite takes, basically. Right. But you, ha- if if you're if you're punching in a line, you have to remember how you sing it previously. Oh. Which comes back to what David said. Like I'll remember. I know this is how I have to sing it. Yeah. Or if you do layers or stacks right. or harmonies, you got to sing in a specific maybe area or whatever. If you perform it, you just go all out for one one time. Mm-hmm. If you mess up, you move on. So, like I'm a much worse live performer than him mm. but i mean i can't say anymore because he he's probably improved a lot through the years but in the studio i'm, I'm a lot more seasoned in like knowing like how far the mic needs to be when i need to lay back when i need to like add breath or whatever mm. yeah yeah that studio recording is a fucking bitch though i fucking hate that shit 
I hate I hate recording. You like live better? Yeah, because you get away with a lot more things. Totally, yeah. Yeah, you just get away with anything and everything, especially if you just have like a couple effects on it and you have some reverb to it. You're fine. Should be a car karaoke specialist. <laughs> because when you record in a in a booth, what'll happen is you it just picks up every little nuance in your voice, right? So if you're flat, if you're sharp, it's highly apparent. Obviously, you can melodyne it, which is fine, um, but it bothers me mm. a lot. It always bothers me when I'm like, oh. It, I guess that wasn't the right key that I was singing this whole fucking time. And then when I put the track on, I'm like, I'm fucking flat. I had no idea. I had no idea until I started recording. Yeah. And then also when you, re- when you release it that way, it means you've had infinite takes yeah. mm-hmm. and had time to change and polish whatever yeah, so you want. So how can you perform what you just recorded? You put it a half a step down and you're fine. <laughs> oh, you just do it. You just do it, man. Even if the octave's high as fuck. You just do like, it. Yeah. Not me, dude. I put that shit fucking a couple octaves down and I'm pretty much good to go. You uh, can't you can't dance while you sing? No. Can't even dance like when I'm not singing. <laughs> dance while I sing. That's can't even dance, period. Yeah. Do, do you perform when you perform, do you perform with uh like a a uh not an orchestra, but a band, or do you do tracks? I do neither. I usually do an acoustic set, like a piano player, a guitar player. Oh, oh what? Because yeah. a band is a huge production, man. Like you're you're depending on like five or six people to do perfectly. And most yeah. of your shit is international, right? Because you're nah, fucking famous in Asia. Still do like some college shows and stuff. I remember like seven plus years ago, I was in Malaysia and I went to this like hole in the wall Chinese restaurant, got some fucking good ass Hainan chicken. And your like picture was on the wall next to the fucking toilet, and I was like, "What the hell?" And I had to send it to this guy. And then like a n- next day, I see him on a fucking bus stop, and I'm like, "What the fuck, dude? This guy's a mega star in Asia." I think I had a I had a tour there that specific time, so you probably just ran into that. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not in billboards here. Like that's a big fucking see, deal. That's that's the cool part. When I mean, I'm sure you too. When when like. YouTubers, American YouTubers go to like Asia. I we, never got on a billboard. But we go to like their top radio stations. Oh. We go to like their top like news yeah, yeah. news outlets. That's true. You know, when we come when we go to like New York, we just go to like whatever schools, you know, yeah. Yeah. Universities. We, don't, we don't go to like Power no. or like Kiss FM or any of that stuff. So it's 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 like and the excitement level they have there, like when you perform live. Asia crowds are just way better. They're dude, just way more true. excited. Taiwanese Justin Bieber, dude. That's what you Taiwanese are, dude. Justin, Justin Cheever, dude. So when you perform out there, you do you hire or do you bring like uh, like a team or like like dude, you you have I background? Just, I just go with uh, one guitar player, one piano player, and then they they play guitar and piano while you sing. Yeah, and is it all cover songs or originals or what? Covers and originals. Yeah. How long's your set? It depends. Usually. The longest I've done is like an hour and a half. Generally, it's like How 45 minutes. How the fuck do you sing for a fucking hour and a half? Dude, my voice would be tired. Um, you should play a game of Mafia in between. So I usually sing... <laughs> That'd be fucking funny. 15 songs. <laughs> you sing 15 fucking songs? Dude, that's that, like that, full songs? Yeah, but that ends up being like an hour and a half. Your voice, your, your voice doesn't get tired. I get tired after like three or four yeah, songs. It gets tired, but... It's because he it doesn't through. do runs like you, man. I make it through. <laughs> Fucking too much extra shit. Yeah. Wait, so you, so most people, when they perform, they'll do like a, uh, they won't do the whole song. They'll do like, you know, like fucking a, a hook, verse, hook or whatever, and then they'll stop. You do the whole like four minute song or whatever. Usually, or, or if it, or if it's a, maybe like a medley, 
I'll do like verse hook, but then it'll still be like three or four minutes. Damn. Damn, dude. But see, that's, you work that's extra why, hard. That's why I like having less people because if I get tired, the piano player, guitar player can like speed up, slow down, like whatever. I can just look at him and be like, all right, let's do one more. Let's like do one less. It's, it's easy to communicate, right? Like mm. if you have a whole band, then you're just stuck with it, right? Especially if the drummer just starts off way too slow or way too fast. You're just screwed. Like the whole song is just ruined. You have been so consistent uploading on YouTube since the day you started. You don't ever get fatigued. I'm fatigued all the time. Yeah. But you don't miss shit though. You He's like Bart, dude. He's disciplined as a motherfucker. Yeah, he doesn't miss anything. He just keeps going. Because I got fatigued. I disappeared for two years. So this is, <laughs> so this is the thing. Me about too. We're, we're, on, we're on the same depression level. Yeah. I, I, I get depressed too, man. Yeah, but you don't stop. But working. you don't stop working, though. Yeah, um, you are you're addicted to fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what it is. You know what it is. Uh, wait, you. When I met you, you were moving boxes. You're loading boxes, right? Oh yeah, I was working a nine to five job. Yeah, you're working yeah, yeah, loaded yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was working at the warehouse. Yep. I I was I was doing accounting, and I live in Arcadia, and my job was in Century City. Yeah. So what that means is, I woke up at four thirty. Yeah. I drive to work, get there at six, and I. Clock out at 7 p.m. Fuck, man. Drive back two hours, get back at nine, right? And I'd make like two grand every two months, two weeks. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like I see it like like I've been through, like I, I understand the whole fatigue, the burnout, especially the creativity. Like it's so hard for me to write because I have no inspiration. When I do like covers. Can I write you I'm songs? Like, yeah, dude, I'm for sure. I'm going to make your next album. Please. Yep. <laughs> I wrote a song about Boba. I think, I think you guys are going to... Not like it, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write you a song called Stinky Tofu. That's dope. No, I'm just kidding. Dog, that shouldn't be fucking funny, dude. But uh, what I mean is like the alternative, right? I think like thinking about how much worse that was and how dead end that was. It's I feel being like grateful for for the opportunity. It's, it's that you more have. like being grateful. See, because like, I mean, I'm. I, it's I've been through sh- you know shit jobs and, yeah. and and like same situation. Like I used to live in Almani. Um, um, not that Almani is a shit situation, but I was, I was living with Bart's dad and he was letting me rent a room from his house, woke up at, you know, six, drove to work hour and a half, did the same thing. Uh, but like, you know, just doing it for so long, I forgot what I had to go through. Yeah. I don't think I've ever forgotten. See, so you're still traumatized so, where yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm in the moment, I think is yeah. what it is. I'm not thinking back at how hard it used to be. Like it'll come in from time to time, but I'm very much not afraid of the past or anything like that. Because the reason why I'm so curious about it is because um, music is such. I mean, for me, anyways, when I, you know, this all this stuff is very emotional. Like Definitely, just being yeah. able to do that. Sure. So, like, if it was something as simple as punching in numbers and doing that type of stuff, I could I could go through the fatigue because I could just shut my brain off. True. And, and just go through. It's it. Very robotic. Yeah, and if, if whether I'm angry or sad, I could still get that work done. But if, it, if I was like pissed off or upset, it's super hard for me to create art. That's the hard oh, part. Oh, man. It's, it's it, going to that point. Sometimes I'll be pissed off and I'll have to do like a happy song or I'll be super happy and I got to do like a really sad song. And yeah. Like, yeah, that's tough. But man, the, the alternative though, man. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's able to shift it. Yeah. Where like if I'm just like, for example, like. I stopped blogging for a long ass time because, you know, um, 
my, uh, you know, things weren't going well in my relationship and life and business and family and everything, right? Like it felt like everything was crashing and then the burnout, everything added together. Um, so I'm not even thinking like, how do I uh, snap out of this? I'm just like in it. And I'm just like, fuck, man. I know I need to record right now, but something in my mind isn't like doing it. It's so mm-hmm. weird. Like I could approach this when it comes to working out. So I think that's the only stable thing that I had going for me where I would like, oh, yeah, I still need to go to training once in a while, you know, but I'm not going a thousand percent. So I don't know if if you guys go through the same thing, too. But like when you're lost in the sauce and, and you're just kind of too uh, depressed or angry or or you're not in the right mindset. You'll go through the motions, but you're not giving it your thousand percent for sure, dude. Right. When I, when I look back, so I, I admire you guys a lot because, you know, the gook, like all the stuff you do, you guys are actually passionate about. And I think it shows. I, I sometimes will listen to like a random video I did like five or six years ago and I'll be like, I worked really hard on this. And I like, you know, like now I kind of just, I don't do harmonies. I, don't do, like, I just do it one time. I'm yeah. like, All right, that's good enough. Whatever. I just put yeah, it in front of a tripod. Yeah, but Jason. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm saying I do oh, get burned out. Okay. I'm not passionate about it. Yeah. I'm not proud. Like anytime someone goes like, so what do you do? I'm like, oh, like nothing. Like, yeah. That's, that's, nothing. It's very hard, right? Because yeah. even like me, like if I, if I do music now, it's because I really like the project, right? And then I'll Exactly. Like this, the track you did with Tim was super dope. Yeah. Yeah. But that's because I really, really enjoyed it. But yeah. there's, you know, also there's other times too where I know that people want to listen to music. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll do a track and I, and we're done recording it. And I just spent like a couple days on it and I fucking hate it. And a part of me doesn't want to put it out. Like I say 80% of me doesn't want to put it out. But I know that people want to hear something. So I'll, I'll just give it to them anyways. Because right? they might like it. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a there's a track that I did. It was like an old school R&B joint. And I was like, it doesn't, I don't really like this. Like I just, and I think like because I didn't like it as much, it felt like my heart wasn't into it. And I, it sounds like that on the track. So I don't really want to release it, but I think people want to hear it. So why not? Right. You know, it's, it's it's hard because especially with doing covers for me, the reason why covers are hard is because the the original artist, I already liked it already as it was. So what am I going to do to make this just different and unique? Like that song by some by Summer Walker. I did instead of Girls Need Love, I did Boys Need Love. And I turned it into like this this like house R&B song versus having to follow up with her shit. Right. Which was hard enough as it was because I fucking love that song. But then how do I do that? every week <laughs> i don't know that's like see th- that's dope though yeah. so you guys are changing songs up that you like yeah what i'm doing is i'm just doing what the charts say i should do yeah that i may not necessarily too. like people might not even want to hear it mm. like how many people actually want to hear me sing a taylor swift song probably Maybe, not that many but you'd get a lot of views because they do like it so not really um i've accepted that you know youtube is not doing well for me anymore so did the algorithms fuck you too because they used to they used, I don't used know, to kill I it. People blame the algorithm, but I feel like sometimes it's just because I've been doing this for 10 years and I haven't changed. And there's like new people coming up who have more resources, who care about it, who are more passionate. Mm. Yeah. So I'm sure part of it's algorithm, but part of it's probably just fatigue. Like people are probably just not into it anymore. Yeah. Right. But the new thing is kind of like trying to get on Spotify playlists. Mm. So which is fucking hard. Yeah, but then the the Spotify playlist stuff that does well doesn't do well on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like picking your poison. At the same time though, I'm just it just comes back to being grateful and just like, hey man, like this is better than complaining and like doing a nine to five. So I'm just it's cool. I mean, yeah. that's very positive because you're just like 
yeah I, I mean i could i could go back to being an accountant but i rather just do music and then it's like what's the real big deal like yeah this song is just fun to do yeah it's, it's it do might it. be a top 20 it might not be like my favorite song but like it's still f- just fun you know like it's a fun song to do yeah pretty much yeah it's it's hard i like i said music is just one of those things that i think that i think one thing that you did very well that i i know that a lot of our friends who did music that i was trying to get them to understand was that the hard part about music and what a lot of musicians do they leave their fate into the hands of other people meaning oh that, yeah for sure you yeah. know what i mean like so like for example you can mix record and do everything by yourself how many of our friends know that they can't yeah do that you shit? control all the sound so yeah. you could yeah, yeah. So they're at, they're kind of waiting on other people to do things, right? And I never understood that part. It's like you understand that YouTube is a space where you have to do things yourself first, yeah. and then you create those opportunities. Where well, other I don't know any work. other musician that's as organized and disciplined as this dude. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, Claire does her own stuff too, but but you know, Claire is probably more on this side where when she gets fatigued, she she has to take that that artist break and then relax and try to come back to it. But the thing is, Claire is brilliant though. Yeah, you know what I mean, like Claire is like crazy in the artistic way. Yeah, where. She can pump out some like crazy stuff if she's inspired. So for her to do like covers every week, because I don't even change my covers, man. Like you have a system. I don't even change my that's, covers. That's I just making an acoustic version yeah. so I can try to get on a playlist. So it's like even more dull. But well, yeah. acoustics too. I mean, the reason why people like acoustics is because there's like a this this raw thing to it. Like yeah. I've realized that too. Like my my best cover that I've ever done apparently was just one track that I did. It was this Ariana Grande song. And that shit still is still climbing. Honeymoon Avenue. Yeah, that one's that was that was that was dope. Dude. I almost lost my testicle singing that song, dude. <laughs> like that shit was so high, man. And people are like, "Yo, sing that live." Impossible, <laughs> impossible. That shit took so many fucking takes. But then that one, it's still it's it's an acoustic track. It's the one I did the least amount of work on, but it's the one that I like the most. Yeah, and it's the one that dude that that song was uh, really good. Yeah. And people who were listening to that they didn't even know that Ariana Grande sang that. Me song. Me neither. Yeah. I had to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was, was it was a really fun track, and now it's like now I'm trying to experiment and do other things with it, but I, I definitely still like the acoustic stuff because it's so raw. Like I like I like even as a listener and a creator, I like listening to Me people too. do acoustic renditions because it's so simple. Yeah, it's I like, like a stripped like down that. version of whatever all the production is just stripped down to. Yeah, yeah. I like live performance acoustic, um, not not so much like the pop version, like the fully decked out, like unless it's. I don't know, at a club or something. It's shit. so much easier to record to pop stuff though. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's this whole, there's this crew that's getting pop songs and all that and making it like all funky, scary pockets. Yeah. Like yeah. AJ was on there. They're fucking dope, dude. See, they're dope too. Yeah. I don't think I'd be bored, bored or burned out if I did that. No, because every single time, well, they, the thing is they, they keep the novelty alive yeah. by switching out band members, singers, and, um, yeah, I think I think shit like that because I number one funk is my favorite music genre, mm. and then what they'll do is they'll get like all kinds of different music uh, singers to do different songs that are like from all like genres, like from R and B to like rock to like whatever, and then they make it all funky. Yeah, music is just it's it's, it's so difficult, and I think that's what people don't realize, like how how hard music is, because there's so many moving parts to it. You know, the, I yeah. mean, obviously, there's like a like one of the hardest things that a lot of people had to understand when they were going into music that music was never always just about music. It has never been. It's always been a business, right? And there's a way for you to get your music out, but a lot of people didn't want to do that extra work. Uh, they but, just wanted to sing, or they just wanted to play their instrument. Yeah, and if you want, that's that's here's like I, I think that's the bare minimum too, because. If you think about it, there's a lot of musicians. Yeah. Yeah. 
I that forgot, are good. I forgot who said this. It might have been like Jay-Z or it was somebody really big, right? But they said, if you just did it for the love of the music, then you could have stayed like out on Santa Monica and you could have performed your ass off and that would have been fine. But you wanted to make this artistry into a career. Well, now it's a business. So now you're trying to play this business game without doing the business part and you're upset to why you're not doing well. Makes no sense. Yeah. Because if you wanted to keep it for the love of the art, then that's fine too, but don't be upset when it doesn't pop off the way you want to, when you didn't do your due diligence to make sure that it worked off on the other end, the part that you're not experienced at. And that was that, I think that's a hard part for a lot of people. Whether it's music or, you know, when we do comedy or anything else, it's hard for us to take this pill and swallow it and say like, okay, I want to do it because I love it. But at the same time, we we also just hate that business side because it takes the fun away from it. The, how, the artist... The yeah. artist is conflicting with the manager. Yeah. And whoever said that, I can't remember if somebody can find that out, but it was like, if you wanted to just do it for the art, then you should have just done it for the art and left it at that. But now you're expecting this this fame and money to come along with it, which it wasn't a guarantee because you didn't work this side at all. Thank God I love both. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I'm too much to the business side though. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I'm, for the most part, I'm pretty self-aware. I would say, I don't think any like artist would respect me at all well it depends on who you talk to because i bet you a lot of artists envy what you have they might envy me but they wouldn't respect me and i have no problem i have no problem are you you talking about like the music side of things um like like if you're technically well or like i mean because like i i think a lot of artists can respect your discipline and your approach to how you how you do things if they're real artists because if they understand the work that that you do to get everything together versus just your skill set that's different that's a different criteria right or like your how you how you like create like yeah, I, I mean th- i think that's two separate things yeah. right like like um like maybe like you and paul or like yeah. clara i would not judge any of you guys or i know i would completely understand if like you, people like you would be like, or like dumbfounded, someone like that. They would not be like, Jason's dope. Like, they'd be like, okay, yeah, he works hard, he's disciplined, but like. And I get that. But you're also not doing that. music in their genre. So, like, if, so for example, like other pop style, YouTube style musicians might. No, I'm just saying as someone who just has done covers for 10 years. I, I know what you're saying. Oh. You know so it's, it's, it's hard because I, there is this stigma with people who do a lot of covers versus just doing original music. Right. It's like wedding singers versus sure. original artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which well, for me, I'm kind of like half-half on it because if you guys have ever been to a fucking concert, like these dudes perform 30% of their set is other people's music. Like yeah. they'll do covers like because it's like where else do you think what, – what the fuck do you think mixtapes were? Yeah. They're essentially covers. They just covers before were called mixtape fucking shit. It was other people's beats, other people's shit, and you just did your own thing to it. And I think like that's the hard part because um, it, there's two things that come from me, in my personal opinion. One is jealousy, right? Because you are, it, let's say you, you know if that was the case, I they they want that level of success that you had or have doing what they're doing right now, right? But the reason why covers do well is because people like to see what somebody can do with something that they're familiar with first. And then you bring in the original aspect to it. I love cover music. I fucking love yeah. covers too. Like, I, I mean, it's it's because original music is very hard to do and you can't do it repetitiously constantly because it's hard to write music. I've been trying to write a song now for the past three months and I still can't do it. The last time I wrote a song was like fucking uh, like eight years ago. <laughs> and I haven't done it fucking since. 
It's because you don't work with me, bro. <laughs> like I could write, I could write, <laughs> I could write pop, I could write pop music very easy though, because pop music is very formulaic to me. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. like, I don't have to really think about like those James Fauntleroy type of lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just have to sit there and just. You know, I love you. This is why I love you. I met you at this park. I fell in love with you at the park, and now we're in love. The end. Throw in something repetitive and catchy, and yeah, and it's much, really quick. Yeah. Like I, I wrote like this pop song back in the day, and it was really dope. But I just couldn't sing it. Right. Yeah. So I used to write music for other people all the time. But when it came to writing my own music, it was so fucking difficult because I wanted to be something different. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I understand the whole aspect of you thinking that that, that you know, if you are very self aware, probably. Because cover, yeah. cover artists do get that a lot. Dude, I mean, I don't even respect what I do, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> How come you never just tried to sit down and kind of reinvent yourself? So this is the thing. I, was, I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I mean, you guys are all around my age, like 30-ish, yeah. over a little bit over. So now I feel like I have different priorities. Like, mm. I'm definitely not as ambitious as you guys. Like I'm, I'm not, not ambitious. I'm you guys ambitious. are ambitious, dude. No. You guys trying to reinvent yourself, do new things, and do <laughs> no, it well. That's that's a misinterpretation. I'm just a habitual hobby doer. Yeah, <laughs> me and him are actually very very similar in that. Yeah. We're, we're 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 these serial hobby people. I just obsess okay. over things that I get into, and when it, it just, dies, we move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and so like yeah, I mean like I'm I'm like like for example like you know David's been. Um, you know, he made a feature film, he's got into Sundance and all this stuff, but like, I could tell you that that wasn't his thing to be Mm -hmm. a writer, actor, director, and that's his identity. You know what I mean? So like when, what you see on the surface is it might be like, we're, we're, we're constantly doing things cause we're passionate, but I'm just passionate about life. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I I'll dude, if I was passionate about fucking stamp collecting, I would make that into an obsession right. and turn that into a business somehow or my next thing. And yeah. then when we feel satisfied with it, we go on to the next one. Yeah. Like you haven't seen me try to make another film. Mm. And people always ask, it's like, yo, why aren't you trying to be like the next big Asian star out there? I'm good. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if, if the opportunity comes, great. Like I'm still working on it. But that checkbox of make be do your own film has been checked now. Yeah. Mm. You know? So, so when people see ambition, I just see, uh, we just like life and I'm not a goal chaser. Like goals are awesome to have because goals just give you some type of direction to where you go. But I don't validate my self-worth in accomplishments. I just like to do things Yeah, because there's always going to be someone above you and below you. And if you're constantly trying to measure yourself up out in the world or like you need to like hit these goals or else you're not worth something. Like, I feel like that's a, that's just like a destiny to depression and failure. Right. right. Like another example is, you know, you know, people ask me like, how come you haven't, you know, done the full like stand up comedy tour? Cause I've been doing stand up now for so long, you know, and we when I was doing these college shows, there'd be like thousands of people there. And okay. So why do I have to go to the Dave Chappelle route? You know, I've gotten what I want out of this. I'll still do stand-up. I still do stand-up now, but I'm doing it because I enjoy it. Like, I don't have this singular goal anymore of being, like, the best stand-up comedian on earth. That used to be my goal when I first started out, but then I started finding out, like, when I started doing bigger and bigger shows, I was like, oh, it doesn't make me happy. Like, I think I got what I wanted out of this, right? So then it was on to the next one. Then we started doing food businesses, right? And that's where the passion is right now. Like, I like doing food. Food's fun. Yeah, so now it's like, well, this is my next target goal is to make sure that these food things pop off. So until the food stuff like really pops off, I'm, I can't move on from it yet. Mm. So I want I want to be the best unknown YouTuber. 
the best unknown one. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. one knows who the fuck I am, but like yeah. the people that do watch me, they enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was gonna get to like right now what I treasure most is kind of like free time and just time to kind of do what I want to do, not post it about. So you're probably in the stage where you are kind of screaming to reinvent yourself because you're just trying to find that next thing of what you care about. Kind of, yeah. You don't yeah. think you, you, do you do you think that's still within music? It could be, but maybe it doesn't have to be. Yeah. For me, yeah. I, I have like a um like a fulfillment checklist. So like one would be just like a hobby that is sacred to me that I won't turn into a business and I just do it for me and that's martial arts or karate. And uh but that's a physical fulfillment, right? Mm-hmm. Um I have I have to have like an emotional expressing fulfillment which is going to be um it's always been music. I just play piano or whatever and I don't have to perform it or sell it or anything. Another one is business fulfillment, right? Like I enjoy making money and that's really fun, but I can't taint I'm never going to taint my like karate and other things with these things. Right. Because I've done it before and once you mix it, it just gets all fucked up. Yep. Cuz yeah. I think like for you too, um I know this happens with music a lot and it's not like what you're particularly going through with your music, it's very unique to yours thing. Like, look how many times fucking Kanye West has reinvented himself. Mm-hmm. Every album he reinvents himself, right? Because he can't go back and do the same thing over and over again. Because with your music, I feel like the, you you can do a lot of things that you haven't done yet, right? Like, it's it's so... You've, you've done this whole route your whole life. Like, number one, with your voice specifically, you have an ability to sing whatever you want. I actually don't have that. I have an ability to sing what I can, right? It's because, number one, you're... Your control of your voice is really great. Actually, I can't. I can't sing the R and B stuff like you, you can though. You really can. You just yeah. have to get in. You just really? have to, why don't you take classes? Yeah, you ass just, clown. You just have to listen to it more, and you have to get into it more. That's, yeah. that, that's all yeah. that it really takes. It's like really like it's it's reps. It's mm-hmm. like some even for me, I have a very limited amount of runs. I could probably do more if I sat there, listened to more, and I practiced it. Yeah, but, yeah, but I choose probably. not to. Right. So that's the same thing for you. If you really start to love that music, you have certain artists that you like, then you follow them. My runs are literally based off of anything Brian Manite does because right. I, I love Brian Manite so much. Like my falsetto is literally a copy of Brian Manite's falsetto. Yeah. So I have these artists that I emulate that I like. You just have to find that for yourself too. If pop music is not the stuff that really makes you sit there and be like, yo, this is dope, then maybe you Yeah, could- I feel like if you just find the music that you connect to, that you genuinely connect to, and and then you can express yourself truly through that, the reinvention might be really just finding who Jason always was, and then you can write accordingly. Um, I think I just want to do more business. <laughs> <laughs> like... It, I, I know what you're feeling like, I, though, because I, no I, I got like listening that, to music. I got like that, that, that with sense. JK. Yeah. I got too much, like fun out and i was like it's time to approach this and make it into a business and it was so fun doing that mm-hmm. while i kept doing the comedy stuff yeah. but yeah I, I i think like you're at that point where you're like all right i just maybe want to take away and do other business maybe i might need uh some time focus on other stuff before i can kind of re-enjoy music again because right now every time i listen to music i'm just kind of like i'm trying to figure out what sounds they're using yeah, that's relevant, work. what they're, you know, like I'm yeah. analyzing it and why it might be good. That's and like why me with skits. So it's, it's like, <laughs> I don't even enjoy it. I'm kind of just listening to it and I have to like focus on like the elements of it. Oh. I'm trying to like reverse engine. I'm, I'm trying to Kevin Durant yeah. a ring basically. Yeah. 
and then it's it's not fun it's like it's boring um so i try to do a lot of hobbies that i don't want to vlog about i mean i might later on but because it's kind of like what you said like once you get any kind of business or kind of any other incentives involved it just sucks yeah like i go i go work out with bart just because i like i i want to see if i can do it just because like yeah it's like so horrible that i want to see if i can make it out live bart's program I don't know. When I go work out with Bart, I have I get like pretty destroyed, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys make it through, okay? I don't ever go there ever. No, I've been there a couple times, and it's the worst experience of my life. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's actually much lighter now than what it used to be. Damn. Yeah. Well. Yeah, his shit was pretty fucking rough, dude. I'd be debilitated. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty difficult. But that's that's cool though, because I know for me, like when it comes to hobbies, there's things that I like. That's why I, I hated vlogging. Like I, I used to vlog. I hate vlog. That's why I don't have a lot of Insta stories. Like I almost mm. don't know how to do it now. Cause I, when I'm, when I'm ha- in the moment, I'm just in the moment yeah. and then the moment passed. I'm like, fuck, I should have recorded that yeah. shit. You know, that's why with, when I do, I have a Patreon now and I'm doing these live vlogs. I do it solely because they enjoy it. And I understand that they, they want to see this. So it makes me happy to think of a creative way to create something for these people oh. who are supporting me. That's why I do it then. You know, but, you know, even within the Patreon, people are very supportive and they, they understand that I'm just creating just to want to really create. And that's where I get to test a lot of my stuff. Like I've done vlogs now where the format changed like three or four times already. And I'm just seeing if they like it and because they're my tester pool. But uh, super dope. Yeah, I like vlogging. Yeah. I, I tried Patreon like twice and it never worked. So I just gave up. <laughs> I was I like, hey, guys, surprise, support my Patreon and make new music. I got like three backers. Like, I forget. <laughs> you probably working. have a lot of people just looking for the music and then they probably. click your video. Yeah. So most of your fans are just like coming through. Clicking and listening. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you got to start vlogging. So people understand who the real Jason is. Yeah, it's tough, dude. But yeah, I mean, business, man. I mean, that. Um, so what do you want to do in business? Real estate? Anything, dude. I mean, lately Chicken I've been shop. I've been looking at real estate just because interest rates are so low. It'd be really dope to get like some rental property now that won't like where the property value won't fluctuate and matter that much in a crash. But I don't know. That that's pretty fun for me actually. Like looking at properties. You right know, now. finance YouTube is like killing it right yeah. now. You know that great Graham Sp- Stephen Graham Stephen. Yeah, yeah. That that fool's getting like. I don't know, like $17 CPM or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty awesome, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm too lewd for YouTube, I think. I think YouTube hates me. I think they just like it. It has to be very clean and they precise. Have, yeah. I'm, I'm, very, I'm a very lewd person. Let's be very brand friendly. Very. Uh, ah, fuck that, dude. I can't do it. I, I will shoot myself in the fucking face, dude. I feel like there's going to be a time when the um, bots are going to be so good, they could hear the conversation and be like, flag, flag, flag. It doesn't matter though. You guys got Patreon now, right? No, I still need more. Patreon oh, really? doesn't cover everything. Yeah, Patreon, like, like honestly, the money that I'm getting from Patreon literally only pays for the people to edit th- these videos. Oh, really? <laughs> That's really about it. Oh. Yeah, like it's 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 not some like egregious amount of money. And whoever supports, I'm very grateful for it. Like, if there's a, like, literally, if if I didn't have to have a Patreon, I would have never opened a Patreon, right? But people like uncensored content. And if I can't change that format, then I need I need yeah. financial help because other than that, I'm not going to make money. Because even if it does get monetized, it's the lowest amount of CPMs ever, mm. the lowest. So, you know, I had to make that adjustment. And, you know, the people who are supporting it now is keeping this channel afloat, is keeping this going. Because if not, then I could. Thank I, you, guys. Yeah. So thank you very much. Fuck, man. 
Well, guys, that's an hour in, dude. We, we're wrapping up that podcast. Uh, you guys can catch us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Jason, where can they find you? Spotify, iTunes. Jason Chen. Jason, Jason Chen, Chen, music extraordinaire, five foot one of all sexy Chinese <laughs> Taiwanese goodness. Uh, you guys could, if you guys see us on iTunes, give us that five star. And then, uh, yeah, guys, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Peace, bitch.